Welcome to the Ace Football Academy. This is our World Soccer Roundup, June 23rd episode. Thank you for joining us. We're going to dig right into some good information here. Uh, last week, I went 2-1. and one. Unfortunately, Coach Hamilton went 1-2. and two. Yeah, I'm just He's, setting myself up for a big July. You big are comeback still in July. under 500, and you're going to need a big week here. I'm just setting up for the comeback. <laughs> we are going to get into some transfer discussions. Again, we are not discussing any rumors, only going over confirmed signings, confirmed transfers, possibly even some confirmed offers given by some teams. Digging straight into La Liga. Tony Cruz decided to extend out to 2024 with Real Madrid. Sounds like Real Madrid is trying to secure their current roster. There's always a lot of movement going on here and there. Uh, no real surprise there. Again, previously, Real Madrid did sign Jude Billingham. Um, so we'll be watching for Real Madrid and Barcelona possibly making other uh, transfer decisions here. Nothing going on in Bundesliga. Wait, some decisions to go on there. Uh, in Syria, a small movement here. Looks like AS Roma took on a midfielder, Hussein Uar. That's correct. With. And that's a nice little pickup for AS Roma, solidifying their midfield. Yeah, you know, um, not a lot happening in those leagues right now, but um, AS Roma getting involved early, and I think that's a good pickup for them. Absolutely. Let's get on to the Premier League. Uh, we are following them pretty solidly day to day, I'd say. Uh, Arsenal working on an agreement to sign Kai Havertz from Chelsea. Expected to be around $85.8 million once that's all said and done. Uh, again, we're still following on Arsenal and Declan Rice. Yeah, it I sounds did like here a second offer was made that was closer to $100 million. Uh, but I said this last week, I don't think he's. Excuse me. I don't think Arsenal's reaching his full uh, potential. I think he's more around 125 million. So we'll see how that works out. Chelsea did sign uh, on Cuckoo, Christopher on Cuckoo from RB Leipzig. Uh, he was the reigning Bundesliga player of the season this past year. So that's a nice signing from Chelsea. And Manchester City signing Mateo Kovacic. Um, I believe he left Chelsea to come yeah, to the city. Is, that is so correct. that's an interesting little transfer there for Manchester City. Moving on. Again, this is the Ace Football Academy. You're listening to the World Soccer Roundup for the June 23rd episode. I am Coach Dunham with Coach Hamilton. And again, we're bringing you the world's latest updates on soccer's transfers. Thank you for joining us. Moving on to Major League Soccer. <clears throat> On Wednesday, FC Cincinnati tied the league record for most consecutive home wins. They are now 10-0-0 at home this season. And that home win ties the MLS record, which is a 21-year record that was set by San Jose back in 2002. Um, interesting is... FC Cincinnati was losing or did not have six starters in yeah. Wednesday's game. <clears throat> they, um, you know, they have 
three out with or four out with injury, I think. Two um, on the Gold Cup roster. So, and they absolutely dismantled Toronto. I know Toronto's not playing very good soccer right now, but that game wasn't close from start to finish. The uh, funny thing is, is FC Cincinnati didn't hold majority possession. Yeah. But Toronto could not get anywhere near that box. No. And then wishes to Cincinnati's credit, you know, they did that without Miazga. They did it without um, Vasquez. Yeah. And, um, awesome. and so it, it was wild how well they played. Um, you know, you would have hated to see that streak end with um, a loss in a game where they were missing six starters. But FC Cincinnati just completely dominated that game. Lino Messi, we have learned that the expected debut for Lionel Messi is going to be July 21st. So it looks more and more likely he's going to play in the U.S. Open Cup semifinal against FC Cincinnati in August. So we'll be keeping a close tie on that. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. That um, July 21st match, I'm assuming, just based on the FC Cincinnati schedule that I looked at, I'm assuming that's the League's Cup game. Um, and so I'm interested to see, is Messi just going to kind of play in these cup games at first to kind of get him acclimated or will, um, you know, I mean, if you look at it, July 21st, that semifinal match is August 23rd. I mean, honestly, that would give Messi about a month of acclimation if he plays in every game. So it'd be very interesting to see what they do with him moving forward. Yeah. Well, keep ties on that closely. The game we're going to be following this weekend is D.C. United versus F.C. Cincinnati. Again, we're watching to see if Cincinnati is going to break that 21-year record of consecutive home game wins. That will give them 11 wins on on Saturday, which D.C. United is a team that they've beaten before, and we expect them to beat them again. I think we're going to be betting on this, which – Let's be honest here, is either one of us really not going to take SC Cincinnati? That is absolutely true. You know, despite all that being said, Vegas sees this game as a pick on. Um, I think they may have a lot to do with the number of, as we've already mentioned, the number of players out for FC Cincinnati. They're going to be out again. FC Cincinnati is not expecting um, Brenner. Well, of course, we know uh, the story with Brenner, but um, Sergio Santos and Nick Haglin. Um, Matt Biazza and Brian Vasquez, we are not expecting any of them to play this weekend. So I think that has a lot to do with the pick line there. Over-under of two and a half. You know, D.C. United has only won one of their last five. They have scored in a six straight, but they're just struggling right now to get it done on the pitch. Their captain, um, Steve Birnbaum, is out on a red card this game that he got early in their match last weekend or last week. So I see Cincinnati getting this done. Um, maybe not a 3 0 game like they had the other night, but I, I see them getting this done. You know, Luciano Acosta is just having an MVP type season for Cincinnati right now. A I, legit MVP yes. type season. I mean, he, he's got to be up there in that conversation. And I don't see, especially at home, I don't see DC United hanging with FC here. It'd be interesting how Pat Noonan approaches this. It was fun watching them play Toronto and let 
Toronto have the possession and get them on some counterattacks and some mm-hmm. um, some quick turnovers in the midfield, which they were doing repeatedly. Um, so it'll be interesting with those players out of Saturday's game, what Pat Noonan's strategy is going to be. Are they going to, again, sit back, try to get those turnovers, try to find the counterattacks? Or are they going to do a little more attacking and try to make some um, – get the ball in the box a little more often, see what uh, Luciano can uh, provide for them again. Uh, moving forward with this game here, again, we all know Brenner has not been playing really since his transfer news came about. Sergio Santos having a hamstring injury. Uh, Nick Hogland having a hamstring injury. Uh, we're not certain of their return date at this point in time. We also know Miazga, like you said, Vasquez out with Gold Cup duty. Uh, looking like Badgie and Kubo going to be our main attacking forces with Badgie scored on Wednesday. Uh, I'll be honest, I'm not a huge Kubo fan. I don't think he's provided us very much um, on the field, but he is experienced. Well, and he's all they got right now. Years. <laughs> and it'll be interesting what their uh, strategy is going to be in that game plan. So I'm looking forward to that on Saturday. U.S. Open Cup, again, semifinals, August 23rd, FC Cincinnati, Inter-Miami, Houston Dynamo versus Real Salt Lake, and we'll be following up with that a little bit later. NWSL, again, Kistema Paramount Plus, the game we're going to be watching this weekend, Portland Thorns, number two, versus the Washington, Washington Spirit, who have made their way up to number one, very sneaky, unexpectedly moving their way up, uh, this is going to be an interesting game here. Yeah, you know, and it's Friday night. It's going to be a fun one. Um, what's interesting about the Spirit is you want to talk about a tale of two halves last weekend. You know, they gave up a – they conceded the fastest goal in NWSL history on Saturday in, or Sunday, 23 seconds. And then only about 20 minutes later, they went down 0-2 after a penalty kick. But then after that moment, it was kind of all spirit. They came back and uh, ended up winning 3-2. to um, You know, the spirit, very, very talented. They have four call-ups just on their own going up to the uh, U.S. Women's National Team for the World Cup. So very, very talented squad there, clearly. On the other side of things, Sophia Smith for Portland has really started to get in her groove, uh, scored in the last three matches. Wild stat here, Coach. Um, between Sophia Smith, Crystal Dunn, Christine Sinclair, and, of course, the rest of the Thorns, they have scored 29 goals, which is 10 more goals than any other team in the league right now. So they are just absolutely finding the back of the net. But this is a two versus one matchup. Where are you going? Yeah, this is going to be an interesting one. And I'll be honest here, I have not really paid attention to the spirit. I know about the Thorns. Um, and we know about the team up north, the Rain, how they have that rivalry going on. And I'm going to go with the spirit here. I, you know, I, part of me wants to take the Thorns, but knowing about their call-ups with the national team. They're going to be excited. They're going to be pumped. And I'm taking the Washington Spirit to take this win. I, we've had the, we've had the pick them with the Thorns several times this season. 
And I think I've gone against them every single time, and they have won every single game. So what's that old saying? You know, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Right. So I'm not going to do it again. I'm going to take the Thorns to win Friday night in Oregon. Interesting stat on this game as well. Between the two teams, there are seven pairs of players who were college teammates. Yeah, that's unbelievable. Going against each other in this game. Yeah. I think that's an awesome stat yeah. here. Really cool stat. A lot of fun. Um, you know, probably lots of hugs, lots of handshakes in this one. Challenge Cup, still in group stage. We will follow them once they get more down the road into their elimination rounds. Uh, U.S. Women's National Team had their roster release Wednesday evening. And we're not going to get into details about the World Cup roster just yet. Uh, we will get into that in the following weeks, closer to the World Cup. We'll also have a breakdown of the World Cup in the following weeks. But... What do you think was your biggest shock, surprise, or you weren't expecting kind of situation? Um, first, the way they released their roster, I thought was really well done by U.S. Soccer. Um, if you haven't seen it, go find them on Twitter. There's a video with a ton of different names you'll recognize. Um, you know, um, and they each introduced a player. It was really cool to see. Really fun to watch. My biggest surprise, and maybe surprise isn't the right word because I'm not surprised, but I just disagree with it, is that Megan Rapinoe is on this roster. Um, you know, we'll, as you mentioned, we'll, we'll dive into it. That. So is it because she's older or is it because she's having injury issues? What's, what's your biggest um, both. I think the combination of those two things should have been able to replace her on that roster. Um, you know, you took Kelly O'Hara. You have Alex Morgan. You have players who have been there before. Julie Earth. So you can't yeah. you can't say overtaking oh, it for the leadership and the and this and that and the other because I just think I mean is is there do we not have anyone better than Megan Rapino? Well, I think you mentioned this previously. You know, Hatch was a yeah. player that you're watching, and it sounds like Hatch lost position. Yeah. by giving that to Rapino. And let's be honest here. Rapino is a bit of a legend on the team, Absolutely. and she is a baller. Yep. We are not Absolutely. putting down Rapino in any way. She has come up in big moments numerous times. But for me, the age isn't a huge factor, but the fact that she came back from an injury and they got dinged up again, and a month prior to the World Cup starting, she's already on the roster. That's what's concerning to me. Is is she even going to be match fit ready for the World Cup? Well, and again, we're not going to roster breakdown, but coach, these are the six forwards that the U.S. took: Alex Morgan, Sophia Smith, Alyssa Thompson, Trinity Rodman, Lynn Williams, Megan Rapinoe. She's clearly the sixth forward, right? I'll be very upset if she's a starter. I mean, Alex Morgan, Megan Rapinoe. Who are you taking? Alex Morgan. Sophia Smith, Megan Rapinoe. Who are you taking? Well, I think I told you this last week. I had Alice Morgan, Sophia Smith, and Lynn Williams as my starting forwards. Okay, so then let's go with the other two. Megan Rapinoe, Trinity Rodman. Trinity Rodman is my number four forward. And Megan Rapinoe, Alyssa Thompson. Alyssa Thompson is a very close yeah. fifth to fourth. I, I, I just, I don't know. We'll break it down further, but I, I'm not, that's the, my biggest. The only thing I can say is, 
and you and I can attest to this, is maybe her presence in the locker room was the deciding factor. And that's a major thing. It is. Especially in World Cup, we're trying to be a repeat World Cup winner. Is that experience, that leadership, she's that rock. Maybe that's what she is in the locker room, yep. and that's what they felt was needed for this team. And that's a great point. And, you know, it's one of those where um, what Megan Rapino has done for not only this team, but for just women's soccer in general cannot be understated. And, you know, it, it's it, she's been incredible for what she has done for women's soccer, for soccer in general, and for this team. But when you look at the when you look at just the talent versus injury concern, when you just look at the play portion of it, I was surprised she was on the roster. Yeah, I agree. That was a bit of a shocker there. Uh, for me, it was more on the keeper stage. Um, I believe her first name has left me, but French mm-hmm. was left off the roster for, yes. I believe, Murphy. Is that correct? Casey Murphy, Aubrey Kingsbury, and Alyssa Nair. Of course, Alyssa Nair is the starter. We know that. Clearly, she's a starter. So I think you and I both agree that French was going to be on the roster. He's almost a lock. Um, So this was a bit of a surprise here. But the coaches see things differently. They're going to see them more intimately on the field as far as uh, specifics and practices and how they mingle with, with the players. And just like we just talked about, what's what's that player like in the in the locker room right. there? Um, so for me, watching those keepers there, but Nayer's clearly the starter, but they need a solid backup. You never know what's going to happen. Um, so we fall on that. And like I said previously, we're going to have a good World Cup follow-up breakdown of teams, breakdown of rosters, players to watch here in the upcoming weeks. Uh, be sure to watch out for that. U.S. men's national team, if you didn't see it, you missed some great games. The U.S. men took the CONCACAF Nations League title, winning against Canada 2-0 in the finals. Previously, they played Mexico, annihilating them 3-0 in the semifinal, which had four red cards, which is an absurd match there. Um, What was your take on those two matches? The... The semifinal versus Mexico was about his most intense soccer game that, from start to finish that I have watched. I mean, there were several fights. Fans were throwing beers onto the field. It was a truly heated, hated rivalry that I think... I mean, can we say, Coach, that it's clear that the United States men's team has surpassed Mexico? It's beyond obvious. And I think maybe for the first time, um, Mexico realized that too. And I thought they got very dirty, very chippy, very quickly trying to take the U.S. out of their game, which they did. I mean, you mentioned the four red cards. You know, they, they clearly took the U.S. out of their game a little bit, but just a complete dominant performance by the U.S. I, I believe Mexico proved that they were the little brother during the World Cup. Yeah. They did not do well. Um, well, as a result, as a result, Mexico has fired their coach. That is true. You know, Mexico has fired their coach, and to which the I, I forgive me, I don't know exactly what they call it, but it's the 
Soccer Federation in Mexico. Right. They clearly point to this game as being unacceptable. Um, you know, the one, here's my biggest takeaway. If Nike doesn't sell that distressed, ripped Weston McKinney jersey from the fight on the field, they're missing a golden opportunity. Oh, yeah. Um, Big time. You know, I I thought Weston McKinney, I know he kind of grabbed the guy's neck in that scuffle, but I I thought him receiving a red card there was incorrect. But it didn't have much effect in the finals. They win the finals 2-0 as well over Canada, as you mentioned. So, um, you know, congratulations to the U.S. there. Um, CONCACAF Nations League champions. Um, And, you know, I I think it's time. We're going to talk about the Gold Cup here in just a minute. But I think the next step for the U.S. men's team is to really compete in the Copa America Cup. I don't think it's Cup, but Copa America tournament. Um, And and see if they can't get it done. I think that's the next step for them. Well, And I agree with that because their level of play has been entertaining. Yeah. I think we all remember years ago when they didn't make the World Cup, it was a struggle to watch them play. And now they've got this continuity, this fluidity in their game, and it's fun watching them work out problems on the field. There's clearly a game plan, and there's just this flow to the game that's pleasing to watch that always wasn't there. Um, Which, speaking of, okay, so let's just real quickly, June 24th versus Jamaica, June 28th versus St. Kitts and Nevis, and then July 2nd, Trinidad and Tobago in the Gold Cup. Let's go ahead and pick the first two. We're both taking the U.S., right? I mean, are we not taking the U.S. in both games here? Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, mean, I, th- I think it's... Are we not taking the U.S. in all three games here? Absolutely. <laughs> I think Jamaica may give us a game, but the other two games should be yeah. routes. Yeah. But the way that they're playing, this should be routes. But I want to come back. The reason why I did that so quickly is because I, I know we don't. we're trying to keep these a little shorter for you guys. But I wanted to come back to something you said, the continuity, the way this team is flowing. So speaking of your continuity, Greg Berhalter is back in the saddle as U.S. men's head coach. Um, <laughs> U.S. soccer, what are you doing? What is happening? And I'm going to be honest with you. Greg Berhalter should never have been fired to begin with. No. I thought it was ridiculous. Whoever is running U.S. soccer is a coward. Yeah. Uh, I don't think they fired him. Didn't they just not renew his contract? Or didn't his contract just expire it, it did or expire. something? Yeah. That is true. That's very yeah. true. But that's and basically they, a firing. The fact that they, were, they did this cycle and they came out to Greg Berhalter, whoever is in charge here needs to resign. Well, the guy who's in charge is new. They just hired him. Well, then he doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> or the board doesn't know what they're doing. Because I don't think he should have been fired for something that happened 30 years ago with his wife that he ended up marrying, yeah. admitted to a fault, yeah. had counseling back then. Yeah. He earned his second chance. Absolutely. And I would never agree with domestic violence, but he did the work. Yeah. His wife did the work with him. Yep. And that was 30 years ago. Yeah. It's unbelievable. You know, and that just brings up a whole, a whole, what could potentially be dangerous. You know, as we 
start to look ahead to the World Cup and things like that, you know, how is this Berhalter Geo Arena thing going to play out? You know, I mean, how is this going to, I mean, what is going to happen here? Because, look, we watched him in the, in the uh, Nations League. It is clear Gio Reyna needs to be on the field. No, no one doubt. is debating that. But, I mean, what if Berhalter decides not to play? I mean, what what if there is something there that, you know, that we don't know about or whatever it is? I, I just think, I agree with you. He should have never been non-renewed or let go or ho- however you want to phrase it. But I don't think you can go back to him then. I, I just, not, not that it's saying that he's not the right guy for the job, but... You know, I don't know. I just it, it baffles my brain that they did what they did to end up back where we started. This this falls more on the U.S. soccer executives more than it does on Greg Bearhalter. Yeah. Um, from what I've read, um, Bearhalter and Geo have expressed it's water under the bridge and they're moving on. But we'll see. Just like you said, what's really going on behind closed doors? We're going to find out in future matches here coming up in the Gold Cup. Well, I don't think Gio is on the Gold Cup. He's not, yeah. So we'll be paying attention to that here in the future. Any final comments here, Coach? No, you know, like I say, lots of uh, fun tournaments going on right now. You know, I love summertime. I'm not a big um, baseball guy, although the Cincinnati Reds are pretty hot right now. But I am, uh, you know, I love summer soccer Pretty much any day you want to find it, it's on. Uh, really starting to heat up, so just a lot of fun time to be a soccer fan right now. And if you enjoy listening to our podcast, we do appreciate you listening to us. Please do us a huge favor. Give us a rating on whichever preferred podcast or platform you're listening to us. We would much greatly appreciate it. This is the Ace Football Academy World Soccer Roundup. We will catch you next week. Have a good one.